Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Everybody, it is Friday, January 6th, 2023. It's weird saying that out loud. I think, I think I've said 2022 on both episodes that we've done so far. I don't know. Maybe I didn't have to go back and listen. But it is indeed a heck of a morning live on the MMA Fighting Twitter spaces. You can hear the show shortly thereafter on the MMA Fighting Podcasting Network. I am Mike Heck. Hope everyone's having a great Friday. And... Fridays on this show, we open things up a little bit more. We talk about MMA. We talk about other things happening in the world. It could be MMA-related. could be journalism-related. could be a lot of – we get a lot of pro wrestling questions. So I'm trying to get back into that. We can talk about whatever is, is on your mind on this Friday. And I'm hoping that – listen, we can talk about whatever you want. I'm hoping for a little bit of a lighter episode, although I will say this. I have some things that I do want to say. I have some things that I want to get off my chest because like I've said on this show and like I said on BTL yesterday, this situation with Dana White and the silence from everybody involved with the slap seen on video, multiple slaps, you can argue, with Dana White and his wife, Anne. That video released by TMZ on Monday. And I have some things that I want to say. I made a big mistake yesterday because, and I didn't want to do this, and, I, and I'm trying I tried not to, and I told myself yesterday that I was not going to do this. But for some reason, I don't know why, I did it. And it was something Jed Mishu said that led me to that decision. And I, don't, I still don't know why I did it. It was like a canker sore that you shouldn't play with, but you play with it anyways, even though it's hurt, it hurts and, un- and it's uncomfortable. I looked at some of the comments on the BTL episode because Jed and I talked about the Dana White situation. And 
Jed mentioned something about how he wrote that, by the way, extremely fair and balanced article about the Dana White situation. And he looked at the comments and he was saddened by them. And I don't know what possessed me to go look at some of the BTL comments. And some of the, most of them were, were good. They liked the show. Some of them commented on the two-man booth, so to speak, and not doing the, the competition thing, just more of Jed and I doing a talking heads type of program. A lot of people have enjoyed that. But just some of the comments, man. Calling us the slap police. Who are we to talk about this? And my favorite one, my favorite one was you're only talking about this to get attention. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me with that? You think I'm talking about this to get attention? No, I'm talking about it because somebody has to. And people have talked about it. No doubt about it. I've mentioned it. Ariel did a great job on Wednesday. That was fire. Luke Thomas on his show. Luke Thomas on Dan Lebetard's show was excellent. And I even said yesterday, even on BTL, what Luke said on his show, I couldn't say any better myself. I couldn't say it any better myself. But people saying that I'm talking about this for attention is the biggest bunch of bullshit I have ever heard. Because somebody has to talk about it. Because a lot of powerful people in the space and beyond, let's be honest, are not talking about this. And I, I just continue to wonder why. I continue to wonder why nobody's talking about this. And I continue to wonder why nobody is reacting to this. From the UFC, still nothing from Endeavor, and Turner was an interesting one as well. But we discovered something today. And we saw yesterday that the UFC released a promo video for the stupid, ridiculous Power Slap League. And they posted that it's a new, there's going to be a new launch date. It's not January 11th like originally planned. It's going to be January 18th. And I was like, eh, I don't know, because we looked at the TBS schedule yesterday and it was off January 11th and it was off January 18th. It was off both of them. And they don't go f beyond that. And I was like, well, even though they're putting out this video, maybe they're just hoping this goes away and that they can convince TBS, look, it's, it's, no one's really talking about this anymore. Let's go ahead with the launch on January 18th. But even last night, before I went to sleep, looked at the TBS schedule, January 18th, Young Sheldon, the spinoff from the Big Bang Theory, was listed in that 10 p.m. Eastern spot after AEW. Got a workout in today, sitting in traffic, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go look at it again. And before I could look at it, in our Slack channel, one of my colleagues posted that it is back on the schedule January 18th. So I went and looked. And sure enough, it is back on the schedule January 18th. I just don't understand. Like, 
Am I crazy? Am I crazy? You're telling me that the one repercussion, if you can even call it that, from this entire thing, and let me just say this again, because some people just aren't understanding this. Dana White has owned up to it. I think he was very sincere with this apology, and I actually give him credit for the way he handled it with that TMZ interview. Because God knows TMZ painted this picture that he could just bounce out of if he wanted to. Oh, the liquor was flowing. Do you even remember what happened? All of this awful, awful stuff. And Dana White, and I'll say this, this is probably the 15th time I've said this. Dana did not take the excuses. He did not take the outs that he was clearly given by TMZ. He owned up to it, said he was embarrassed. I'm a big believer in not just saying things, but looking at people as well and seeing if they actually mean what they say. And to me, body language wise, I'm not a psychologist, but it seems like he meant what he said. So this is not really, I mean, this is obviously a, a Dana thing. But at the same token, this is more of a UFC endeavor thing because they're silent on this. And it seems like the only repercussion to this whole thing is that this ridiculous slap league that is going to launch on TBS and make the UFC and Dana White a whole bunch of money from television distribution. The one repercussion is that it got delayed one week. Are you kidding me? Shame on TBS. Shame on Turner. Shame on Warner Brothers. Shame on them. How could you let this air on your network? And the more I've thought about it and the more I've talked to people I respect and the more I've listened to, to different shows and different takes on this, at first I was pretty hard on ESPN. I was pretty hard on ESPN for their essential no comment. But at the same token, after these conversations and after listening to these things, maybe that's not fair. Maybe that's not fair from a television distribution end. Maybe that's not fair. Because like they told me, they... I, I hated how they presented it, that, well, we just air the programs, but they produce it all. Like, that's just a cop-out. But they're not – we shouldn't really expect them to release this big, long statement about this. I, and perhaps I, I was a little too far. But then just seeing the coverage of this on the network, seeing tweets from Jeff Wagenheim yesterday, who I have a lot of respect for, and then obviously the other articles that we talked about, it's just awful. It's just awful. And what's crazy about this is now this is not this is not just an MMA story. This is this goes beyond MMA. This goes beyond our little bubble here. Because my wife is even talking about this. My wife knows about it. And she doesn't know anything about MMA. She'll ask me like how my day was and what I did for work and how the job's treating me and we talk about that stuff but she doesn't watch MMA. She doesn't watch fighting. She doesn't care what's happening in the sport. She doesn't care. But she knows about this. And we talked about it. We talked about it. And my wife asked me yesterday how I responded to this. And I told her. And we talked. And she was like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, won't, won't the UFC be mad? And I'm like, 
I don't care. I don't care if they're mad. If they're mad about this, then we have a, we have a much bigger problem. And they shouldn't just be mad at me. They should be mad at a lot of people because everybody should be talking about this. But this brought up an interesting point to me. What if it was me? What if it was me on camera? What if that was me and my wife? And it would never happen, by the way. But what if that was a video of me and that got released and you guys saw all that? What if Dana White saw an MMA media member on video slap at his wife? whether it's retaliatory or not. You know what he would do? He would go on a UFC Unfiltered. He would go on Patty's show or somebody else. He would go on social media about it and just rip me a new asshole. And all of you would too. And you should. And a lot of the people who have defended Dana White in this situation would not be defending me. I will guarantee you that. You think Jamal Hill would be like, eh, she hit him first. Hell no. He would be on social media, quote, tweeting the video and talking shit. So what's the difference here? I, I just, I just don't get it. Like, I just don't get it. And I don't get how TBS is airing this power slap stuff. I just don't understand it. Like there has to be repercussions. Like if you don't want to do it from a company level, fine. And I don't expect you to. But Turner has a chance here to do something good, to do the right thing. And it may not be a UFC repercussion. It may not be overall an Endeavor repercussion. But TBS was kind of like the big domino here. Because guess what? There isn't going to be any response from Endeavor or any sort of repercussion whatsoever unless it costs them money. Now, we saw the stocks. If you saw the stocks on Tuesday, they dropped, but they've recovered, and they've actually got up over the next couple of days. So that's one thing. Endeavor's like, eh, we're cool there. But if TBS just dropped this deal altogether and say we're not going to deal with this, now the company is losing money. Now this deal they had in place, which is probably a lucrative one, off the table. Then we can start having discussions about how we handled this and what we can do about it. But TBS ain't doing it at least as of now. And maybe this is, maybe this is just a wait and see. I don't know. But it was off the schedule yesterday. I at least, the, my food tasted a little bit better yesterday. I'm like, all right, maybe, maybe they haven't made a decision yet, but they're, they're not promoting this. They're not promoting it. And I watched AEW Wednesday and they didn't promote it once. So I was like, all right, maybe we're on to something here. And then it was off the schedule for January 18th. And then I saw that promotional video promoting the slap fight league three days later. And then I look at the TBS schedule and it's back on there. I just, I just don't understand if this is literally anybody else in a position like this, this isn't happening. And it just leaves such a bad taste in my mouth. And you can call me the slap police. And you can say I'm doing this for attention. No, I'm on this show and I'm going to hear from you, and we're going to. And if you guys want to keep talking about this, that's cool. And I'm just going to end it at this. And I'll reiterate this as well. I am not going to stop talking about this. I'm not going to until I see that everybody involved actually gives a shit what is going on because they don't. And it makes me sick. And again, 
Dana White handled everything as best he could. I thought he handled himself well. I thought he actually feels bad about it. And then there was a part of me, and I talked about it yesterday on the program. There was an Instagram story of Dana with one of the Nelk boys holding a stack of cash saying, killed it at the casino. What? What do you, what? Doesn't seem like his life really changed all that much. Although in that interview, it seemed really sincere. Now, I noticed yesterday evening when I went and looked again to see if it was there, it was down. I'm sure somebody told him, dude, what the hell are you doing? Take that shit down. You can't, you can't do that. Are you kidding me? You're with a guy that's like 25 years old and you're gambling all night and you have a big wad of cash with a smile on your face after all this is happening? Can't act. You can't do that. And you wisely took it down. But it was there. I took a screenshot of it. But this is just fucking TBS. What the fuck is your problem? What are you doing? What are you doing? I want this sport to grow and be a positive place. I really do. I just don't know how we come back from this if there's no repercussions. And I've talked to fighters off the record about this. And I know Ariel has as well. I've talked to female fighters about this who are in the UFC, who have reached out and said, Someone's at least talking about this. I appreciate it. How do you think they feel right now? And I brought this question up yesterday. How do you think they feel right now? How do you think they feel that the president of the company that they fight for, that they're not even employees for, by the way, they're independent contractors who fight for their promotion that are not getting paid what they should be, that the president and the face of their organization is in this turmoil right now and there is no response from anybody there are no repercussions nothing how do you think they feel it's just awful but hopefully we will move on with the show here and we could talk about this more if you want we could talk about other stuff too and i'm down for it all but i wanted to get that off my chest because I just couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team 
at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Knock that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. All right, so Tristan was not able to hop on yesterday. It was a very busy show, uh, and I promised uh, a few select folks that if they hop on in here, uh, they get bumped to the front of the line. So, Tristan, there you are, my man. What's going on? Are you there? Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, sorry, Mike. Um, yeah, I, I listened to especially what Jed Mishu had said yesterday about the whole thing. Just – he was spot on. He really went into it, which was just great. Um, listen to Ariel. Listen to Luke Thomas. Shout out to – I got to give a shout out to Dan Lebatar, who's trying to keep this story alive, who's getting everybody on from the MMA world to keep talking about this because it has to. It's, it's a must here. I mean, some – and Luke Thomas had brought up a great point. He's like, no, no, you're not understanding. It's – we're talking the toxic culture of how people are looking at this whole situation here. I mean, like you said, the, the fan comments, even on MMA fighting, of what they're saying is, is mind-boggling to me. I mean, there was a comment on, I think, AK's story about, the Debra, about Dan Levitar questioning the whole Dana White situation, and I looked at the comments, and you said, here's a, here's a person saying, Jesus Christ, it's not a crime if no one called the cops and no, and no charges are being filed. It was a drunken couple married for 30 years who slapped each other in public with minimum force. I'm not some Dana White fanboy, but considering Phil Baroni's apparently murdered the girlfriend the other day, this doesn't deserve nearly the attention it's getting. And then another person responds, says, good point, Dana should have hit her shouldn't have hit her, but it's not like he beat her within inches of her life either. I think it would be best for Dana to lay low for a month, and if he really wants to do some good, then he should donate at least 150 grand to an organization that helps fight fight domestic violence. I mean, you know, some of these, they're just saying, oh, it's not that bad, it's not a crime. Things of that nature, the Twitter responses has been a joke. And this is the whole thing about, it's just like, the attitude about this has been actually so toxic where you're just like, this is a, I'm like in the, I'm in the fair world. Like I'm like, Oh, I'm in an alternate universe of how people think about this and how people are defending Dana White when Dana White is not even asking for defense. The other thing is what's going to happen when we're in back into the traffic or when fights are coming about and the focus has to be on fights because you guys have a job to do. You guys family defeats and you guys have to you guys have to start talking about the fights again. How that's going what's gonna happen as far as the narratives is concerned. And then the other thing I think about is there's no way Dana White can do post fight scrums. There's no way. Cause if he does a post fight scrum, what I worry about is if you Mike, if you go to International Fight Week 
and Dana decides to do a post fight scrum, and you're gonna be like, I gotta bring this up. I, we gotta because and at that time nothing happens to Dana, and you want to ask questions about it. What happened if USC PR goes to you guys and be like, Yo, uh, listen, we're not talking about this anymore. And like the dumbfound, this is like. This, this still hasn't been resolved yet here. But I, well, why can't I discuss it? What's that dynamics going to look like at that point? Dynamics is going to look like when Hulk going to ask these questions. So this is going to be very, very, very interesting on how the landscape is going to be moving forward here if nothing is done. Because UFC and Denver are trying to wake this out. They're going to wake this out. And they feel like they're going to win because they the focus at some point is going to have to something to go on, and we're going to get caught back up into speaking of that nature. And then I don't know how MMA is set up as far as the West Side is concerned because certain stories have to be pushed out, other new stories have to be pushed back in. Is that still on there a month from now, two months from now, things like that? Bloody Elbow had talked about, Bloody Elbow had talked about. Also, the, the mindset of how like this and how other entities of the media, not MMA fighting, uh, obviously, and things of that nature, but we're talking about ESPN, obviously, because they're getting pressured. The higher-ups, because that's the, the higher-ups are telling them, we're not telling you you can't talk about this, or you'd be extra sensitive about it. So, you know, these things of how things are being or how it's going to be covered. And the thing is, again, you guys have a job to do. You guys have family. You know, direct yourself to the other thing. But the day situation is probably going to start subsiding after a while because it's just, it's just, it's a lot going on. Things, things happen quickly. Things happen. Other stories are coming in that has to be covered. Like, and I don't, Dominic with MMA fighting, I don't know what I've done. I mean, junkie, all these things of how stories are coming. We got to move on. But this is more of an MMA culture and how it's looked at. Of like, that has to change. I, somehow the UFC has to figure out a way to get to uh, revisiting the UFC policy. That has to be enforced. To stop these behaviors from happening, because this is a, this is just like what is going on to MMA world, you know? And you're just like, I love the sport, but the behavior outside of it has to change. Listen, I understand you have a product to sell, and uh, people like um, it's the fights and things of that nature. Okay, there's a way of doing that. There's also a way of like you guys got to behave yourself and your conduct. Fighting. This is this is going to get to the point where this. I don't know where this is going to go, and I don't know if people are going to start getting stuck. In it. You know what I mean? Would have been like, am I in the right business or not? I'm questioning this because this is this is insane of how are looking at this from a fan's perspective. I'm not not all obviously we care and we want people to be good people and, and we want people to behave themselves, but. Some of the some of the some of the attitudes is is speaking louder by the minute, which is surprising to me. 
So, Mike, I, I listen. I just that's I have to suggest, you know a lot's been said to get some change, and I think it has to. There's no way this is going to slide. I can't. I can't see. I can't see at the post fight scrums. I can't see Dana White being there. I can't see him asking questions. There's no way. There's no way. Or the, it's like there's no way that's happening. I'll be stunned if that happens. Then it's like oh you know, oh. UFC PU talking about this. You need to ask some other questions. Who want you? <laughs> I mean, the stunness would be in your eyes. Like, are you kidding me? Like, it'd be un- unbelievable. So, uh, that's what I have to say, Mike. Just, I, I, you know, I've been wanting to say this a while. Thanks for everything, Mike. Thanks, man. Um, and look, we, we've said this many times. I've said it on this show. We spoke, Jed and I both said it on BTL. No one. Who is talking? Like when we're talking about this, we are not asking for Dana's head. We're not. We're not asking for him to be fired. We're not asking him to be removed from his position forever. We're not. None of us are asking for that. Would we still feel a little icky if he keeps his job even after a suspension? Yeah, I think there's a part of us that would feel that way. But again, we're not asking for this man's career to end because of this because even though he was I I thought he handled himself I I think he really feels bad about what happened I do there was a lot I hated about that TMZ interview but I think Dana handled himself great and I'm not and again I'm not saying he needs to go away I'm not saying he needs to lose his job Jed used the perfect word. Jed used the perfect word yesterday. We want to see some contrition. We want to see some contrition. Endeavor comes out. This, I mean, this is it. Endeavor comes out and says, we are aware of the situation. And I understand it's a weird spot for Endeavor too because not only do they own the UFC, they also represent Dana White as his agency. Like, they rep him. So there's obviously a conflict there, 100%. But just show some contrition. An apology on TMZ in a PR interview that was clearly set up by all parties, even though Dana handled himself very well, is not enough. It's just not enough. And I agree with, like, in principle with some of the comments Like, I don't agree with, oh, this isn't a crime. No, that's stupid. I do agree he should have to donate more than $150,000 to some sort of domestic violence charity. He should have to do a public service announcement. He should have to do counseling. And he should be suspended. He should be suspended. He should be off TV. F it Friday, off the table. If you don't know, now you know, off the table. Not forever, but for a little while. Show some contrition. Show you care. And again, here's here's my other question. This is another question that I've been thinking about. And I'm just going to throw this out there. What if this was Sean Shelby caught on video? What if this is Mick Maynard caught on video? You think... You don't think they'd be fired? 
You don't think there would be repercussions? You don't think there'd be statements? You don't think Dana White would be doing interviews talking about Sean Shelby effing up? 100%. This would be handled differently if this was not Dana. 100%. If this is Forrest Griffin, somebody reps the company, they're gone. Like, they're just gone. They're just gone. And again, let me just say this for the 5,000th time. No one's asking for Dana to lose his job. No one's asking for his head. We're asking for contrition, and we're asking the promotion and everybody else involved with the promotion to care. That's what we're asking. That's not a lot. That's not a lot. If the Power Slap League went away, that'd be a nice step. I think that should be off the table altogether because that, I mean, that's just obvious. That's just obvious. That deal should be dead in the water. But no one's asking for Dana to be fired. No one's asking for it. That's not what we're asking for. We're asking for this other stuff. And that's not a lot to ask here. Give me that and I'll get off my proverbial high horse. But until that happens, until I see something, I ain't going to stop talking about it. Tell you that right now. You can be sick of it all you want. You cannot listen. You cannot watch shows. But the fact that nothing's being done is way louder than any statement that could be made. This would not happen in any other sport. It's plain and simple. Uh, let's go to double A. Hello. Good. How are you? I'm all right. Um, I just want to say right before I get to my question. Um, um, I didn't really want to comment on it that much yesterday, but yeah, the si- the silence is sort of bugging me as well. Um, sort of the lack of accountability from like the USA as a company sort of um annoying me. If the USC was an Australian run company, Dana White would have been punished already. He would have been punished already. He would have been punished like that if it was an Australian run company because when it comes to sports in Australia, that's just how things are here. If you screw up, doesn't matter how high up you are, you get punished or you get or your butt is kicked out immediately. Um my question is, um, what are your thoughts on um, Casey O'Neill's return? Because um, she's scheduled to c- come back at 286 against Jen- Jennifer Mile. Uh, everyone, have a good day. You're awesome. And peace. It's a good matchup. It's a really good matchup for her. And I'm very high. I'm super high on Casey O'Neill. I'm probably higher on Casey O'Neill than a lot of other people. And I've been higher on her for a while just from just a work rate even before she got to the UFC. And I know a lot of people were like, yeah, the Roxy fight was, wasn't the best performance in the world. And you could feel that way. I mean, I get it, but you also have to understand that there's more to fighting than just fighting, especially when you were in that spot. It's Roxy's retirement fight. All the questions that Casey O'Neill was getting was about Roxy and her retirement and all that. And those two have a relationship. They know each other. They've trained together before. 
it was just kind of a tough spot for her. Roxy is is a uh, it's hard to look really good against her. It just is. She's seen it all. There's nothing Casey O'Neill can bring to the table that Roxanne Modafferi hadn't seen before. But now she has she had the injury, the time off, and I think Jennifer Maya is a perfect opponent for her because I think Casey could just take her down and just keep taking her down over and over again. And I know Jennifer can be dangerous at times. And she's not a bad fighter by any stretch of the imagination, but I just think Casey's work rate, the stylistic problems she could present for Jennifer Maya, I think it's just a really good, I think it's a really good stylistic matchup for her. And she's going to get the pop from the London crowd. And yeah, I think it's a good matchup. I think it's a really good matchup for her. We'll go to Viking MMA in a moment. Then we'll go to Steven, Mike, Four Corner Sports. And then uh, we'll get George in here as well. And we'll try to get to everybody today. Viking, hello. Hello. How are you, Mike? Good. How are you? Fine. Just want to talk about Dana White, who always enjoy humans getting bad health instead of seeing them healthy. That's why he's using his hand in power slap who could be cause serious brain injuries and it should be dead in the water you were right about uh, Jed Mishu that was the most honest and legit journalist Jed Mishu ever on the BTL the other day um, I want to become I want to become his dad fan but that guy is biased and most of the time but still the way he presents facts about MMA is unfucking believable he is very 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 talented MMA journalist his knowledge is world class and he is a gem I think he is he is the top 5 MMA journalist and he is better than Helwani and Okamoto and uh, what's the name of that gray gray guy? Uh, Luke Thomas. So that's that. Uh, thank you, Mike. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, I, I, I love Jed's article. I loved what he had to say yesterday. I know Jed can rub people the wrong way, but... Here's the thing, and I, and I knew this with Jed immediately. The first time he was on BTL, I was like, this guy needs to be on every time. And this is before he got brought on full-time with MMA fighting. I saw whatever – I mean, I saw what a lot of people are seeing now. Is he a little brash? Can he stand on a side a little bit with, with oomph? Sure. And not a lot of people like that. That's why I call him BTL's Woody Page. Aim for everybody. But he tells it like it is. He's honest. And he says what he feels. And not a lot of people can say that. And I love Jed. And I think he's perfect for BTL. I think he's a perfect panelist. And he's the man. I have so much respect for that guy. I know he does rub people the wrong way. I've talked to people who work for certain promotions who have called me on the phone and told me that they're not a big fan of Jed's takes on their promotions. And it's more than one. I can assure you of that. 
but he ain't going to stop. And I respect the hell out of it. Once the dude lands in a corner, he stays there. And good on him. And I agree with you. Power slap should be dead in the water. Steven, hello. Good, how are you? <laughs> um, yeah, listen, I just, I, I was going to hop on. I was like, listen, I'm here at work, but I had to hop on because I'm on board with everything you're talking about in regards to Dana in general. Um, the biggest thing is the sincerity of his apology. I'm with it. I'm fine until he said that this is the first time it's ever happened. Clear as day, this definitely is not the first time it's ever happened. Um, how he handled it, it was fine. The other thing that's actually bothering me a little bit more than that is how, and again, this is just me on Twitter. I'm only on Twitter. I see the feeds and everything. Jamal Hill. Jamal Hill is a guy that's about to fight for the title. And he goes on on a rant on Twitter saying about equality, gender equality. She's out there first. He's all with it in support. I don't know if he's being a yes man, but it shows that he possibly is it. I'm a little disgusted with more with Jamal Hill and um and the fact that he's getting a title fight. You know, I was going for Glover and I really wish Glover beats this crap out of him come 283 at this point. And there's no repercussions for Jamal Hill. There's no repercussions. This guy is going for a title fight and he's going on a rant thinking it's, it's cute to be a yes man to the balls of Dana White. Uh, it's, it's, it's a little frustrating to me now in regards to Dana I'm exactly on board with what you're saying there should be a suspension there should be something even as far as an investigation for prior incidents that have occurred because this is clearly not the first time this happened and he should lay low the slab league yeah they should cut out they should definitely cut it Um, but no I'm not with him being fired or losing his all of that stuff no but there should be a suspension there should be more of a of something and the silence on it is a little more frustrating as well uh but that's for now that's just my my two cents i was excited to see some fights coming on i don't want to see him right now dana white as well like talking the media scrum at the moment because he's not gonna address any of it he came out he said what he said and that was it uh he should be a bigger man and be up front and start talking like you mentioned on the psa come out himself and 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 deal with this He's clearly is just did a media stunt uh, with the apology. Uh, that that's it. Uh, thanks for hopping in. I appreciate that. I mean, I'm not willing to. I mean, you, you, look if 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 you want to insinuate that maybe this has happened again, that's up to you. I'm not going to say that. That's not fair because we don't know. Like we honestly don't know. So I'm not going to go there. But like I've said. All we're looking for is contrition. That's it from everybody involved. Everybody involved. If, if, if Endeavor came out today and said, look, we're dumping the power slap league. I understand that this is very sensitive. We can't do this. And if they said Dana is going to be suspended for six months, he's going to be off television, off social media. You're not going to see him outside of doing charitable things for DV organizations, he's going to donate, he's going to be fined $500,000, which will all go to a DV charity. Like, that's contrition. That shows you care. And then we can at least attempt to move on. But right now, all we're getting is, he did an interview with TMZ, referred to that. What? Like, that's your company stance. 
We're bigger. We want to be bigger than the NFL. We want to be bigger than all the major sports. We're not having this conversation four days after a video is released in any other sport. We're not having this conversation four days later. If anybody else within the UFC outside of Dana White or a big star, because I'm not going to, I mean, look, the Greg Hardy situation, he shouldn't have been in the UFC in, in the first place. John Jones has been given passes. Other fighters have been given passes. Lower level fighters have not. That's their example. Luis Pena, who is still to this day claiming his innocence, the court cases were thrown out in regards to it. He was just, I mean, he was released that day. When the arrest came out, he was released that day, and Dana talked about it at the Contender Series post-fight press conference. He was gone. Again, we're not asking for his head. We're just asking for something. Show you care. Show that your company does not support this. Just show it. You could say it in meetings. You can have internal meetings with the UFC employees. That's cool, but that's not public. There's, I think it's super fair to suggest that these things. We're not saying he should have stepped down forever. People make mistakes, man, and you own up to them. And it's you don't own up to them by going on TMZ and answering a bunch of softball questions. You have actions speak louder than words. You could say anything, but it's your actions that prove to people that you mean it. And what killed me yesterday was that IG story of him gambling with one of the Nelk boys and holding a big stack of cash with a smile on his face. Two days later. That's not showing anything with your actions. That's just saying, I did the interview with TMZ and I'm still living my life and I'm still out in the public and I'm still doing what I always did. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Like this... Like Jed said yesterday, this this is not a controversial take. Like none of this is controversial. This is this this is sports. This like he's a powerful guy. This guy is the most powerful man in the sports. He's the most powerful man in the sports. And right now he's getting a pass. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And I truly hope that not one slap from that stupid league is shown on television. I really hope TBS comes to their senses. Let's go to Four Corner Sports. Hey, so I was uh, watching First Take the other day. And I was waiting for somebody from ESPN to bring it up. And not that, I'm, not that I'm surprised, but still heavily disappointed as for why Stephen A. Smith and, you know, his host, the way that they ended up handling the whole, um, you know, their dialogue as for uh, Dana White, you know, slapping his wife, saying that, you know, we can't judge somebody on their worst moments and stuff like that. 
But the second that, you know, something happens, you know, when a, a woman gets, you know, hurt, you know, for example, the whole Greg Hardy situation, or, I mean, I know Greg Hardy ended up, you know, beating that, his his um his ex-girlfriend, you know, badly, or if it's something, you know, a woman being, you know, harassed or something like that, that show goes all in and, and tries to, you know, sully the person's name, and in which they should. But because, you know, uh, ESPN, First Take, has a relationship with um, with Dana White. It was just pillow hands just being thrown out, saying that, you know, I had to tell Dana White I was going to put it on my show. Um, there was no way around it. But, you know, he is my friend. And it's just like, what are you, what are you guys doing? Like, if, if that's going to be your approach, then why even bring it up? I mean, at that point, you're just putting out their nonsense and you're just putting out a take out there just because you feel like you have to. And I feel like it was more disrespect to, like, women, you know, women of domestic violence and stuff like that. And then for the host, I think it was, like, Molly Karam, you know, her, you know, with her fake, her fake sympathy and stuff like that, when she goes all in when it's something uh, related towards, you know, women's rights and stuff like that. And because she has a relationship with Dana White, you know, they're throwing pillow hands in. And that just, like, really threw me off. And that really pissed me off right there. And I'm very disappointed in Turner. I think Turner should not be, you know, airing anything whatsoever on this, you know, super power slap thing. I think it's a huge slap in the face to, you know, women, women's rights, you know, people that actually care about this stuff, you know, not not saying Dana White haters and stuff like that, because Dana White haters are going to always, you know, say something about it. But I think it was just a huge slap in the face. And then my second thing is going into 2023, which division, male or female, is going to have the most traffic? Uh, like the most movement within rankings, you know, whether it's, you know, heavyweights to flyweights or whatever, you know, same thing with females. That's a really interesting question. Um, I think Bantamweight's going to have a lot of movement because I, I do think, again, Aljo versus Cejudo, not done yet. Who knows if that ends up being the fight, but I'm going to, we'll just play Let's just play this game. Let's play this game. This is the fight they're going to make. If Aljo beats Cejudo, there is a chance he just says, F it, I'm done at 135. I'm up to 145. Maybe he truly believes this is the biggest fight he can have. I wouldn't agree with that because if he beats Cejudo, you go and fight Sean O'Malley and you get that bag and then you can beat feet up there. So it all it all just kind of depends. I think Aljo is like a very pivotal part of that division, and there's a real world where by the end of it, he's not a bantamweight anymore. Steps aside, lets his boy Marab fight for the title, which is why I said he should have fought Sean O'Malley to begin with. Just wait for Sean, get the bag, and then get out of there. You beat O'Malley, then you can leave. You got your bag. Best stylistic matchup for you more than likely, and then you can go to 145. I think featherweight's going to be interesting. It's tough to answer. Like, you can, like we were talking about this on BTL yesterday. You can make a case that every single champion on the UFC roster right now, you can make a case that they will not be champion at the end of the year. You can make a case. Now, Valentina Shevchenko might be the exception to the rule, if you will, but we saw Tyler Santos give her a tough fight. How many more fights does Amanda Nunes have left in her? 
And there's a lot of people you would favor to beat the current champions right now. And even if Jamal Hill or Glover Teixeira win the light heavyweight title, you'd pick a lot of the other fighters in those divisions to beat both of those guys. So it's going to be a real interesting year on that end. And I, and I do want to address something that was said earlier that Tristan brought up. Next Saturday, the UFC is back with fights. And it is our job to cover the fights. And it is our job to cover the fighters. This is why I'm in this. This is why I'm in this game. It's for them. It's not for Dana. It's not for the UFC. It's for the fighters. And I'm not going to ignore the fact that they're fighting. And we're going to cover the fights. We're going to cover Bellator fights. We're going to cover PFL fights. We're going to cover it the way we always do. But that doesn't mean we're going to stop talking about the Dana White situation. And let me just say this: I am so glad you brought up the Stephen A. Smith thing because. While this has been kind of a dark year, it's been kind of an ironic year, at least from like December 31st on, because the first piece of irony that I talked about was the biggest downfall of the Bellator versus Rising card was the thing that Josh Thompson said needed to be done. We The MMA media covered Bellator versus Ryzen too well. We covered it too well that it spoiled things for everybody else because it wasn't aired live in the United States. Pretty rich irony there. I still get a little chuckle at that. I didn't really get a chuckle at this other piece of irony. That Stephen A. Smith, of all people, actually said into a live microphone, and Molly too, Something to the effect of, we don't judge people by their worst moments. Are you kidding me? You made your entire career on that. You're telling me if Adam Silver was caught on video getting into a skirmish with his wife that led to him slapping her in the face, you wouldn't be talking about it. It's just not true. It's just not true. You're talking about Kyrie. You're talking about all the other big stars. This is anybody else. You'd be talking about it, and you'd be burying them. And as disappointing as the responses were, the one thing that really stood out to me from that clip was there's always, like, the graphics in the lower thirds, right? And it was, wasn't Dana White gets into dispute. Dana White does this. Dana White does that. It was titled Dana White Apologizes. What is that? Dana White apologized? That's not, that's not a headline. What is he apologizing for? It was awful. It was just, it was just awful. We don't judge people by their lowest moments. Stephen A. Smith has been on first take. He's the highest paid employee at ESPN more than likely because he's made a career out of doing that. But not for his friend. Crazy. I don't even know what order I'm in anymore, but I see five people waiting. I'll get to all of you. Dante, hello. Hi. So I had two quick questions. It was just, um, what do you think is going to be next for Jorge Masvidal? And what do you think is going to be next for Dustin Poirier? Ooh. All right. Masvidal... 
That's a really good question. I would say, I would say they'll probably look at the Gilbert Burns fight if he beats Neil Magny. If Camaro beats Leon, if they don't run it back again, they're going to get to Leon at some point. And it wouldn't shock me if even if Leon beats Usman, they don't go to that well at some point. I don't know. Masvidal's still a name, and people still care about the guy. You can feel about his resume and things that he says how you want. I know a lot of the community has kind of turned on the man. And... To each his own. You're, this is sports. You're sports fans, and you could feel how you want to. So I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of fun fights. Like Connor, I think Connor is right there. Um, I, I I didn't hate the Chandler call out. I honestly didn't hate that. Like I I think Burns is in play. I don't think he's gonna fight like the Shafkat Rachmanovs of the world. But I would say if Burns beats Bagney, that's probably what they're going to do, especially if they can turn Burns around quickly. Because I know Mazdal wants to fight on that London card. We saw Ali Abdelaziz tweet out yesterday, stop with the rumors, Usman's going to fight, Leon, we're good, don't worry about it. And that's kind of what we were hearing as well in the long run, but nobody really knows for sure, except for maybe like three people in the world. So, yeah, Masvidal's got options. There are big fights on the table for him. Not really sure what they're going to do, but if I had my guess, it'll probably be Burns if he beats Magny, and preferably if Burns doesn't take a lot of damage in that fight and Burns does what Burns does and turns around quickly and wants to fight as often as possible. There you go. Poirier... This man, I mean, Poirier's tough too because he's already said I'm not fight. He's not fighting till the summer. He had to pull his daughter out of school to get ready for the Michael Chandler fight. He said it's not really fair to his daughter, so he's not planning on doing that again. So he's thinking like June or July, something to to that effect, and it all kind of depends on who's available. I was kind of surprised by the Benil Dariush just shrug off altogether. I mean, if, if it was up to me, that's the fight. I would just do Darius versus Poirier. But it also wouldn't stun me if Poirier fought for the belt next. Or if he got the Conor. I don't know. It's tough. Especially at 155, because we don't know what this division is going to look like. So those are two very good questions, but the Poirier one more than the Mazadal one, it's kind of, we're going to have to kind of wait and see what this division looks like in May or June and what's available for him to come back for the summer and just kind of go from there. But both really good questions. Uh, Steven, hello. Hello. Um, I didn't realize I was on then. Sorry. I'm from the UK. I'd just like to say a couple of things, really. One about Dana White and all this kind of thing. But I, I want to put my point across on how I feel. I agree with Ariel, what he said the other day about a man should never hit a woman in any circumstances. I agree if they hit you, blah, 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 you shouldn't hit them back. I get it. And I agree with that. 
However, I do feel the situation has been blown completely out of proportion. I really do. It, it's not... He didn't... I, I get it. I get it. And that is wrong, completely wrong. But he didn't punch her in the face. He didn't put her to sleep. He didn't completely beat her up. And now, this is not an excuse, because there is no excuse, but... Has, has anybody said anything? Is it okay for a woman to hit a man? Is that okay? That that's okay then. I'm not saying that's an excuse. I'm just saying that. And then on the, my other point is a uh, prediction for 2023. I think that our adopted American fighter, the co-host of BYM, Anthony Smith, will become lightweight champion at some point in 2023. Interesting. Interesting. Um, me, I mean, I don't know. We'll see who he's going to end up fighting, but not really sure. I just don't agree with you on, on – I just don't agree with, that this Dana thing has been blown – it's not – this hasn't been blown out of proportion at all. It hasn't been blown out of anything. <laughs> this, is, this is not a story in a lot of people's eyes, and it's insane to me. It's just insane. Again, let me just put this out there. Most of us who have talked about this and will continue to talk about it are not asking for Dana's head. We're not. We're not asking for it. We're asking for caring in this situation. And going on TMZ with a PR-scheduled interview is not enough of an apology. It's not enough. It's not enough. And it's. I'm not saying it's okay for a woman to hit a man, but you have to go back and watch the video because this is not like a, this is not the first thing that happened in the video was her slapping him. She was distressed. You could tell she was anxious. He grabbed her wrist. She was trying to get away. It appears. And she did a natural thing that most of us would do in that situation and threw a strike and he hit her back. And he should have walked away. And it also leads to this other question. Guy's 52, 53 years old. What are you doing out at a nightclub, dude? Like, even for me, like, I'm not 40. I'm going to be 40 in a month. I'll go and have a couple of beers with my buddies and sit at a table and just relax. I'm not going to nightclubs unless my wife is there and it's like a throwback night with a bunch of people my age. I mean, what are we doing? What are we doing? But again, any other sport, any, any other person, I'm not talking about fighters because we've seen how the UFC handles these situations with fighters, especially ones that make the money. They don't care. They give them a slap on the wrist. They give them a pass. Lower level fighters get the boot. They're used to be made an example of. But I'm telling you right now, this is Sean Shelby or Mick Maynard. We're having a whole different conversation right now. We're talking about how the UFC has reacted, how they fired Sean Shelby. He's no longer the matchmaker. That's what we're talking about here. And it's not just this whole situation. It's the precedent that it sets for the future. Not just for the UFC, but for the sport. By not punishing 
Dana, in any way, you are basically saying that it is okay. And this is a different story. Like, if this was this, if this TMZ story was Dana arrested for allegedly slapping his wife, we're going to have similar reactions. But if you want to defend innocent until proven guilty, that's fine. But there's video of it. And by the way, I brought this point up as well. There's got to be more angles to this. There's got to be more angles to this video. It's 2022. At the time, it was 2022. Everybody has their phones out. Like, everybody. And we got, like, a weird, wacky angle of it. And I'm not saying that anything worse happened. I have no idea. But I just find it hard to believe that in a, in a whole VIP section full of people that no one else filmed this. It's just, I don't know. And I'm not going to bring up any conspiracies or anything, but this is just wrong, man. Like, again, I, the way Dan has handled it, the interview, he did a great job. TMZ did a horrendous job. He did a good job. But just show me more. That's just not enough for me. That's just not enough. You got to set an example for the rest of your company. And if you really want to be treated and spoken about in the same sentence with all these other major sports, the other major sports would have had a different reaction to this. That's it. This is a, this is a problem. It's a problem that nothing's being done. And again, short suspension, fine. That goes to a DV charity. You do a public service announcement. A little community service for DV charities. That's not asking a lot here. It's not asking a lot. Does it go away forever? No, because this is going to be attached to him for the rest of his life. Anytime you talk about Dana, this is going to be a part of it. Much like the success of the UFC. Dana White's going to be a part of that story too. But at least when we talk about this, we could say at least the UFC and Dana came together and they showed contrition. It won't go away entirely, but I think we'll all feel better about it. And we're, not ask, and we're not asking a lot here. We're not asking a lot here. I don't, I mean, this, this is not, like, this is not controversial. If this, again, and I brought this up earlier. If this is me, if this is a video of me, I don't think you would have the same reaction. And something tells me Dana would have a different reaction too. He'd be dumping all over me because I'm a pussy member of the MMA media. And that's why there's another example of the idiots that cover the sport. hundred percent. That's what he would have done. But, and I think the reaction, it would just be much different. So I don't agree with you. I appreciate you speaking, but I don't agree with you. Clear's values, hello. Hey, so that last caller was like crazy wrong, but whatever. Such is life. Um, I just was um, on a completely different note. Uh, I just was curious. 
So the UFC just like publicly posted about the Roman Delice Marvin Vittori fight. Um, do you think that there's a chance that um, you know they're going to have a backup to Leon versus Usman? I know you know obviously Delice and Vittori are both middleweights, but do you see a welterweight fight on that card that they're going to put there as a backup just in case uh, Usman or Leon can't show up? Maybe. I mean, I would assume so. But, I mean, like I said, if Gilbert Burns goes out there and just beats Neil Magny and doesn't take a lot of damage, knowing Gilbert and how active he likes to be, if he gets a chance to fight Mazadal, I'm sure he would take that in a heartbeat. And Mazadal wants to fight on that card, too. So, I think they'll do something. I mean, there's not a ton of options. Maybe you put Hamzat on that card against who, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But, I mean, if if Usman signs a contract and he's ready to go, I feel pretty confident that he's going to fight. But I would assume they would have some sort of plan in place just in case. Maybe they'll add a second title fight. I don't know. But they'll probably have something in place just in case. Uh, George, hello. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Mike, I hate to break it to you, but it's pretty obvious that nothing is going to happen to Dana. This is still America, where we have two criminal justice systems, one for the rich and powerful and one for the rest of us. And Mike, you keep saying, oh, Dana's handled himself so well. Uh, he, He was sincere with his apology. Well, would it surprise you to find out that would it surprise you to find out that Dana behind the scenes has been calling in favors, has been lobbying to the people at Endeavor, at EFC, uh, I'm sorry, UFC, ESPN, TBS, et cetera. Hey, don't do anything. I'll take care of it. This will all blow over. I did the apology thing with TMZ. Don't worry. Uh, as soon as the fights come back, everyone will forget about this. So. We, we only see what Dana has done publicly, and Dana is a master at either bullying the media or manipulating the media. So his TMZ interview thing where he says, well, yeah, there was alcohol, but no excuses. Yeah, the alcohol, but no excuses. No, to me, no excuses means you don't present anything remotely sounding or resembling like, um, like an excuse. I think the only way anything really happens to Dana is if another video of another incident or another slap comes out, which, I mean, that's that's all speculation. Let's see if, if that happens. But it doesn't look to me like anything's going to happen to Dana. So I think a weekend Dana is the best we can hope for in terms of, like, justice in the court of public opinion. And I just want to say I was hoping, I was hoping that one of the silver linings of this incident was going to be, like, the full cancellation of the slap league because I give Dana a lot of credit Not for this, of course, but I give Dana a lot of credit. Dana and his team, they've had a lot of great ideas. The UFCPI, the Contender Series, the Road to UFC Tournament, uh, Fight Island, the expansion idea for Mexico, uh, for uh, the UFCPI in Shanghai, Africa. 
But this slapping, I do not understand what Dana and the people around him see in this. This is a terrible idea. It is, I mean, it is so mind-boggling just how terrible a look this is. You're trying to be, you're trying to get on the same level of like the other pro sports in America, and you're introducing a slap league, which I was, and I mean, when I heard that it was off the schedule, I said, oh, they've canceled it. Good, something good will come of this. Oh, they've, they've only moved it back one week, which just shows you the power that Dana has. You've said it several times. He is the most powerful man in the sport. And when you say, oh, the UFC issued a non-statement or did not release a, a, a statement of any kind, Dana White is practically the UFC. Nothing happens at that company without his say-so. So, hey, Dana, should we comment on your situation? And Dana said, no, I'll handle it. I'll take care of it. So I think we just have to, I mean, a, a weakened Dana, a humble Dana is the best we can hope for in terms of a um, – in terms of punishment in in the court of um, a public uh, opinion, so Mike, uh, great shows. Uh, I really like these uh, live spaces. You give the the fans, the listeners, an opportunity to vent, to to get things off their chest. Oh, and before I go, whatever happened to Ishma um, to Ishma Gulov? That 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 retirement came out of nowhere. Any have we gotten any confirmation as to like the cause, the reason? Uh, not really. All I know is that it surprised people on the team as much as it surprised everybody else. That's really it. And again, look no further. Just go to Dana White's Twitter page right now because I cannot believe, <laughs> I cannot believe that we have an F at Friday. It's there. It's right there. No contrition. None. Just act as if nothing happened. So stupid. All right, fourth estate, close us out because I got to get out of here. Are you there? All right. You are not. Okay, we're done. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Hopefully, when we're back on Tuesday, we have some brighter things to talk about. This has been a rough start to 2023 in the world of MMA. And I don't know, man. I don't know. I'll close with this. Not everyone's going to agree with what I had to say. I don't care. I don't think I'm asking a lot. Nothing. I, like, honestly, I don't, I don't think I'm asking a lot at all. I, I just don't. But looks like the trend and everybody's opinion on Tuesday when we had a bat lead off with this story is, is coming to fruition. Nothing's going to happen. The UFC, Endeavor, everyone's hoping that this just gets swept under the rug. And like I said, this is our responsibility to make sure that it doesn't.
And I'm not going to stop talking about it. That's it. So we're done. Have a great rest of your Friday. Have a great weekend. Last weekend without the UFC for quite some time. They're back next Saturday with Nasruddin Imovov versus Calvin Gaslam fight night at the UFC Apex. And we'll see how the promotion for for that card is. We'll see if we'll just see what this next couple of weeks are going to look like, but stay positive, fight the good fight and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Have a heck of a morning, everybody. Listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.